Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast, Layers in Media, A Perspective. I am your host, Aisha Sala. I do apologize for the hiatus that I took. If you are a returning listener, thank you for believing in me enough to return. And if you are a new listener, welcome. Truly, the main thing I can guarantee you while you are here is the joy of listening to a film nerd geek out about films with a bit of a perspective twist. 2020 has truly been a weird and challenging year, and that, along with my own struggle with discipline and the creative process, has definitely hindered my progress with this podcast. But truly, I do believe in this platform, and I do want to create more content. I just happen to be a beginner to all this. I sound like a beginner. I flounder like a beginner. And my content is all over the place as I struggle through the process of being a beginner. I initially started out just geeking out over any film I felt like. And while I did have fun doing that, geeking out over a good movie is something anyone can do. If you are one of those people, we are probably great friends in a parallel universe somewhere. But the whole purpose of me creating this podcast to begin with was to bring a unique perspective to discussing film, specifically the perspective of being an American Muslim woman. Seeing a film through that lens changes so much about what I notice and how I interpret different choices in films. And it's a perspective that that I feel is rarely taken into consideration and therefore is a void that I feel inclined to fill. That being said, the movie I'm focusing on in today's episode is going to be... Captain Marvel, starring Brie Larson, Annette Bening, and Jude Law, among other fantastic actors. I chose to focus on Captain Marvel because it's truly fascinating how different the movie is and how important the movie is, depending on the perspective that you are coming from and how much is missed if you are unaware of those perspectives. Whether you're a little het girl seeing a female superhero for the first time or a member of the LGBTQ community recognizing Carol Danvers for who she is, or if you are me, a Middle Eastern American Muslim who is in awe at the message the film is sending about refugees, you'll find that the experiences are all different. And if we don't speak about them, then the importance of them gets lost in all of the noise and action that your typical superhero film has to offer. What's crazy to me is that my mom and I went to go see the movie together. And when we came out, we were both discussing the refugee element of the movie and the role that Captain America, Captain Marvel plays in saving the refugees. We get home and we continue the discussion in front of our brothers who had seen the film the previous day. And they are all convinced that we are crazy. Uh, they thought that we were projecting some message onto the film that wasn't actually there. And we were mind blown because the main supposed antagonist, at least for the first half of the film, Talos, literally says the line, we are just refugees trying to find a home. How is that projecting? Like, I don't, I don't understand. But the reality is, 
that my brothers, even though they are Muslim, still remain ignorant of the humanitarian crises that are affecting Muslim communities worlds away. While my mother and I are more aware of the struggles and the role that the West has to play in creating those struggles. So when we watch a film about the main American superhero starting off being a brainwashed soldier, following orders and going on missions to persecute this race of people, only to open her eyes to the reality and realize that she was the unwitting oppressor in this circumstance and she takes action to fix the wrongs that she committed she committed like we found ourselves in awe especially because of the timing of this film the global community was in the throes of this massive media campaign attempting to demonize the syrian refugees as terrorists in order to relinquish the responsibility that we have towards providing them with housing food and protection and that media campaign was working as millions of people in western countries were demanding that we not help these people in need because the refugees that were in desperate need of help were Middle Eastern and Muslim, which Western media has made synonymous with terrorist and oppressor. Now let's bring this back to the film Captain Marvel. The main part of the film that I want to focus on is the portrayal of the Skrull race, whose leader was we find in the character Talos, played by the ever so brilliant Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, the mission that the Cree rogue agent Marvell, played by the incredible Annette Benning, is carried out trying to save the Skrull from Cree oppression. And that part of Captain Marvel's journey where she finally opens her eyes to the realities of the war she is fighting. Going into this film, we jump into this story with the character of Veers, Brie Larson, wanting to be sent on a mission and join in the cause to rid the world of the Skrull race. The narrative that we are presented with is one of good versus evil. The Skrull are evil, destructive shapeshifters, and the Kree are on a mission to save the universe from the vile Skrulls spreading across multiple colonies on different planets. The rhetoric is fascinating in the sense that it can easily be paralleled with the rhetoric that the West uses when bringing up one-sided discussions on the existence and spread of Islam. All of the reasons that the American and British government have presented to the public as a means to justify any invasion, occupation, and destruction of Middle Eastern countries is based entirely on lies that are created to make the Middle East seem like the evil enemy that wants world destruction and domination, and Veers buys into it, completely convinced that she is standing on the right side of history. Of course, the story takes a turn when Veers is forced to go it alone, stranded on planet Earth, and carry out the mission of making sure the Skrull do not get access to the person they seek as the rest of the Kree team attempt to regroup with her. This is truly where the story begins to take an interesting turn because now the focus is on seeking out this woman, a Dr. Lawson, who clearly has an important role to play, but because Veers cannot remember anything past the last six years of her life, she doesn't understand why Lawson is important or what the Kree could possibly, or what the scroll could possibly want with her. Side note, I find the memory loss element of Veers' character to be surprisingly relevant to this day and age. Obviously, the way the character of Captain Marvel is written, the memory loss is specific to the accident that she was in and plays a part in her not remembering who she was and her figuring out who she wants to be. But the memory loss aspect is incredibly applicable to modern day America because we are truly a forgetful people. The history that is presented to us in public education is severely lacking as far as the reality 
realities are concerned and the lack of understanding when it comes to addressing the crimes the American government is guilty of on a global scale both play a part in American ignorance. History truly is repeating itself because we as a country refuse to look or learn from our past in any meaningful way. And that negligence on our part is what leads to the repetition of the government's sins in the present and the future. But I digress. The Back to uh, Dr. Lawson. Veers' memory of Lawson is shaky and sporadic as we try to revisit it throughout most of the movie. But at one point, a recording of Lawson's last conversation with Veers is found and we get to listen to Lawson's last words, which is where we get the stunning revelation that not only is she Cree when we assumed she was human, but also she was now working to help the Skrull. Lawson, or, or to use her real Cree name, Marvell, had a revelation at some point during her mission on Earth, which was that she had been fighting on the wrong side of a war for most of her life, and she was trying to rectify that mistake with her work. She was providing shelter and protection to Skrull refugees, and she was working on an energy core that would allow them to make a new life for themselves without having to fear being killed by the Cree army. The simple fact that this woman, Marvell, not only only was able to recognize that she was in the wrong, but was also able to admit to it and take responsibility for it is something that is immediately accepted and passed through in the film. But for me, it is an astonishing achievement. The fact that even after it was revealed there were no weapons of mass destruction in Afghanistan or Iraq and the government simply shifted the narrative of reasoning in order to justify the continued occupation and destruction of these countries is a point of continued shame for the American people. But despite that insult and betrayal of having been pushed into a war through lies and deceit, there still did arrive a minority of people who stood up and spoke out about the crimes being committed. Marvell represents that small group of soldiers who defied all that they were trained to do in order to speak about the reality that exists, which is that we are in the wrong and we need to wake up enough to change that. Unfortunately, the character of Marvell is long dead by the time we start the film and meet Veers, killed in the process of trying to fight for the scroll, but the memory of her is preserved, and it is her memory that serves as a stepping stone for Veers to remember who she was and join in on the right side of the war. Which brings us to that pivotal moment between Talos and Captain Marvel. She had been fighting against him for the majority of the film, and Talos had been attempting to invade her memory of Dr. Lawson as a means to get the information he needs to achieve his goal. The problem between them this entire time was simply a matter of misconception. Captain Marvel was fighting against him because she believed in the lies she was taught and Talos had been fighting against her because he assumed she was far too inculcated in the cream mindset to recognize his humanity. But all of that changed and Talos took a leap of faith, hoping that if he could simply speak to her and get her to understand his perspective, then maybe she would offer him help instead of death. And Talos was right. Veers had to jump through some pretty hard emotional and physical hurdles along her own character journey, but the self-revelations that she found along the way proved to be significant enough to inspire a change in her motivation and focus. She still wanted to fight in this 
war, but she determined what her new mission would be, which was to help the Skrull refugees in their battle against the Kree. So she helps Talos get to the ship coordinates he was seeking from Dr. Lawson. And there we find the heart of Talos's motivation. Talos had been separated from his wife and child, along with the whole community of with a whole community of his people for for six years his family had been living suspended in space alone unable to call for help out of fear that the Kree would come and destroy them and Talos had been fighting relentlessly to find his way back and be with them I remember loving this scene when I watched it in theaters because Brie Larson's acting as she captures the enlightenment of Veers's face is truly a thing of beauty. Up until she sees the refugee women and children, Veers, while willing to help, maintains a coy, slightly condescending playfulness towards Talos and the other scroll because she doesn't understand to the full extent exactly the humanity that she was blind to, but realizing that every moment she had fought against Talos was a moment where she was stopping him from getting to his family was truly a reveal that brought the Kree charade crashing down. It tore the veil away from her eyes and the reality of it, the humanity of it was, becomes crystal clear. We are not dealing with violent people per se. We are dealing with desperate people who will do anything and everything in their power to be with and protect their family. Their main obstacle throughout that entire struggle is this discriminating outside force that insists on destroying their homes, killing their people and refusing to recognize their humanity. Note that I am not just describing the scroll race in the film Captain Marvel. I am describing the Syrian refugees and the Afghans and the Iraqis and the, Li- and the Libyans and the Yemenis and so many more that have been directly affected by the violence of the American military. The only difference is this narrative in this narrative is that the Syrian refugees aren't so lucky to have a Captain Marvel by their side. And if they did, the American government would probably label her a terrorist that needed to be eliminated. So you see, I present to you one layered perspective dissecting the narrative intricacies of Captain Marvel. Did you see what I saw? Did you experience what I experienced? If you didn't, I highly encourage going back and rewatching the film. You will see it in a whole new light and hopefully recognize one of the many great lessons the film has to offer. If you did experience the film the way I did, then that simply means you are a film nerd and you stuck around all this time simply for the joy of listening to another film nerd. And I appreciate you for it. Thank you. Anyway, that's my short little episode for today. I hope you liked it. I know it was different from my other episodes, but mm, I'm experimenting here, taking a turn. Uh, I certainly enjoyed revisiting this film and the discussions that it inspired. So that was a fun time for me. Thank you for joining me on my podcast, Layers in Media, A Perspective. I am your host, Aisha Sala. Film nerds, disassemble. Get it? Because Avengers assemble. Captain Captain America's line from Endgame. You know what? That never mind. Uh, I'm just gonna go. Bye, nerds.